standing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And it is that time again, Chuck, as we enter another month of 2019. I will tell you, the 28 days of February are the shortest. No surprise there. <laughs> yeah, it, it flew by, actually. It really did. And I don't feel like I accomplished anything in February. No, no. Like, I didn't go... See- I didn't see any movies. We recorded a couple podcasts. Um, I didn't go. Like I went to Baltimore uh, in the winter, which is the same as going to Baltimore in the summer. Still scary, but I was there, um, and I I didn't really do much. But we're entering a glorious month. We're entering March. Not only is it glorious because spring is approaching, but my birthday, your wife's birthday, your mom's birthday, and my wedding anniversary all take place. In March, and actually, one of my favorite clients' birthday is in March as awesome. well. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for that. It's the same day as my wedding anniversary. Yeah, sweet. Um, so, yeah, and a couple things like coincide with March too. Like I said, spring's coming, but it's really when we enter that last month of the first quarter of 2019, where we at the beginning of the great movies, and we're going to talk about that. We're because this episode we're talking TV, movies, and your favorite comics of march so without further ado let's start with tv um february was good for us in tv in in my mind Uh, we got miracle workers which we talked about on here i loved we got doom patrol which was weird as shit yeah the first episode was really strange but still really good Uh, we got to see a different side of uh, our boy brendan frazier (laughs) yes yes we did i will tell you he rocks a super mean mullet yeah that mullet was sweet yeah, and I don't know if you've listened, but uh, on Galaxy Wars, I made the assessment that Cliff Steele is essentially Ricky Bobby. Like that first scene when he's in his car and his wife is grabbing the dude's junk. I'm like, this is Ricky Bobby. Yeah. And I'm like, this is Talladega Nights. But anyway, and we also got the, we talked about it on our our episode, but it was a sleeper hit because I'll tell you one thing, dude. It was probably, besides Deadly Class, my favorite television show of 2019 so far, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, it, it was solid. It really, really was. Like I had yeah. high hopes for it, and uh, it didn't disappoint. No, it really didn't. And I, I hope, I hope we get more. And it seems like Netflix is on board with it. IGN did a really good write-up on it. I know IMDb just did a, uh, it seems like they listened to Galaxy Wars and did a Doom Patrol versus umbrella academy because that's what we just did and then you know they opened up some spaces over there in the netflix universe by dropping what we knew was going to happen punisher and jessica jones which is which is fine because jeff Loeb kind of put out a letter that said it's not really over yeah they i think they got things in the works and i i think it's going to go to hulu yeah i mean you don't all these announcements like i feel like marvel knew it was coming because then you get all the Hulu announcements. These shows are coming out. Then Hulu wants to kind of rekindle the Marvel relationship with the Defenders. And then immediately they get canceled. Yeah. I mean, the writing was on the wall. Um, we talked about it first. And, uh, you know, if it goes to Hulu, I'm happy with it as long as the, the same people are in it. And it's uh, the same type of storyline. But let's let's get to March TV. We got a, a few different shows, a couple that we're going to uh, we're going to talk about in long form on an episode, and uh, a couple that we're not. So the first one, Chuck, is coming March first on Amazon Prime. 
The Widow. Have you ever heard of The Widow? No, I'm very unfamiliar with this. All right, so The Widow uh, is making its American debut on Prime Video. It's an eight-episode British thriller and stars our favorite, Kate Beckinsale, who begins to investigate her own past after she sees new footage of her husband, long thought dead, on the news. Any interest in a Kate Beckinsale miniseries? Yeah, uh, I, I love anything with Kate Beckinsale. Um, and I'll give it a shot. Yeah, eight hours. It's a it's a day binge if you're you got nothing to do on like a snowy Sunday. Um, if she's in a cat suit, ten times better. I mean, if she's in the if she's Selena and she's just looking for her husband, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a yes for you. You're gonna check that off. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll check back uh, probably mid March to see what we think about that. The next one is is an episode that may or is a show that may or may not get an episode depending on where I'm at as far as our episode guide. And that's American Gods Season 2, March 10th, day after my birthday, on Stars. And um, wait till you hear what I, – I get this off of Metacritic. Wait till you hear what Metacritic said. It said Neil, the, Neil Gaiman adap- sorry, the Neil Gaiman adaptation delayed second season – follows some behind-the-scenes turmoil, which saw several different showrunners, including last season's Brian Fuller and Michael Green, and then their replacement, Jesse Alexander, depart the project, and the episode count trimmed from 10 to 8 amid budget overruns. Also gone are cast members Jillian Anderson and Kristen Chenoweth. Newcomers include Dean Winters and Ka-Yun Kim. There is nothing about the plot, who stars in it. It's all negative. Do you think this is already doomed... Yeah, it, one, it took so long. Yeah. Um, two, if two of their, like, they weren't main stars, but Jillian Anderson was a, seemed like she was going to have a big plot point. She was the big get. Like, she, her and Ian McShane are probably the, the biggest cast members. And, you know, Kristen Chenoweth was a huge member of that storyline as Easter. Yeah. So I yeah I you know Neil Gaiman's behind the camera now he's doing the show running but it took so long and you know it already seemed like the problem I have with it is it's on stars and if I miss an episode or like I'm on on vacation and I can't get stars I can't load the stars app because it doesn't support Xfinity. Oh shit. Yeah, have you ever have you ever tried to watch stars on like a computer or like on your phone? No, I haven't. No, if you if you have to log in with a cable provider, Comcast and Xfinity are nowhere to be found. So really? it's yeah, it's kind of like if you put a show specifically on Sci-Fi and don't put it on the Space Channel over in Canada, you don't get it. And I'm kind of a uh, kind of a little upset about that. But I'm gonna watch American Gods. I think it's a great storyline. Uh, it looks super like a LSD trip season two based on the trailer, and I get to see Ricky Whittle, which is fine. You gonna watch it? Uh, yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, it, the first season was super weird. I mean, it was, it, it was one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Like, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, there's so much that you like, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, there's two guys fucking in a cab. And then like this person's this person, this girl's vagina eats people. You know, it, it there's a lot of shit that goes weird in this in this show and you know we did an episode on it so if anybody wants to go back and listen to the solo episode i did on easter as i was sick you can go back and listen to that but 
it looks like they're really embracing the the lore in this season. You know, because you actually see like uh, Ian McShane as Odin. He's missing his eye. He looks like Anthony Hopkins. So I'm going to give it a shot and uh, we'll report back again at the end of March to see where we're at as far as what's been released lately. Uh, The next one, Chuck, is something that I don't think you're going to watch at all, but it's called Love, Death, and Robots. And that is uh, March 15th on Netflix, and it's Netflix's first animated anthology series for adults, and it comes from Tim Miller and David Fincher. Uh, Each of the short episodes, uh, the collection spans 185 minutes in all, and it comes from a different production team. The result is a wild blend of animation styles and genres, with the latter group encompassing sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comedy. Any chance you're going to watch Love, Death, and Robots? That's a possibility. It sounds very interesting. Um, it's Netflix, so I don't have to really search for it or buy it. It's a possibility. It's got a good showrunner, too. Tim Miller yeah. and David Fincher. Yeah. That's a pretty solid thing. Like, I I saw a trailer maybe Monday, this past Monday. And you know this comes out March 1st, so it's been a week by then. But I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I thought, like, I thought it was, like, an anime show, and, like, I'm slowly bridging my, like, bringing myself into anime, the anime world, and I was like, I'll give it a shot, and I was like, it's not on, and then I did the research on it, and I was like, oh, wait, this seems like it's going to be a pretty good show, so I'm going to put that on my, my watch list. I like a lot of the Netflix animation, and it's an adult animated show, so, you know, it's going to be a, a bar alley, I think, in my mind, and I like to see, like, the genre animation styles bending which is kind of cool that's really intriguing to me to have different animation styles blend you know what it's gonna kind of be like batman ninja we got our hopes up we got our like (laughs) hopes real high and we're like yeah yeah this is gonna happen and then we're like oh no this shouldn't happen so hopefully it wasn't uh it's not gonna be like batman ninja but we'll see the next one is called turn up charlie and that comes out March 15th, the same day on Netflix, the same provider. And that stars our boy Idris Elba oh, as really? he yeah, as he returns for a much lighter series, which finds him playing a struggling DJ who takes on a job as a Manny for his much more successful friend's problem child. Um, I'm going to watch the hell out of this. That sounds very against type for Idris Elba. Absolutely. I mean, he is a DJ, so he's pretty much playing himself. But I've like listen. If I I want to have a kid just so he'd be my Manny. Yeah, it's it, I don't know. It kind of sounds like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, or um, what was the what was that? The pacifier, wasn't it? Oh like, yeah, with Vin Diesel. Less action. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's definitely like the hipster version of the pacifier, where you have a, a EDM DJ taking care of the kids. Yeah, it definitely sounds against type. Yeah, are you going to give it a shot? Uh, I'll see the first episode. And then go from there? Or <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're just going to watch the trailer and be like, oh no, I'm out. Is he, is he, is it, is he British? Like, is he using his accent? I would imagine. I would imagine you would bring it, he would bring uh, the true Idris in there. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Okay. The next one is going to be an episode coming soon. Um, and that's on the same, it comes out Wednesday, March 27th at 10 PM on sci-fi. And it's the return of our sleeper hit of 2018 or 2017 happy. Yeah. Such a good show. That's a 
twisted show, man. Yeah. March is the year of, sorry, March is the month of twisted shows. We got Happy and American Gods coming out. Yeah, Happy was, I, I've never watched a show where I've seen, said several times, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, and they took on Christmas, and now they're taking on Easter. You were hoping for that. You said that. I feel like that's what they should do. They shouldn't, you know, next year will probably be, maybe they'll do Halloween, and it'll come out real quick, or it'll do Valentine's Day. We'll see. We'll see how this is, and maybe this could be, is the last season. They haven't announced anything yet, but it recently was announced, like, I think last week in January, it was like, oh, it's coming out in two months, and we're like, what the fuck? We've been waiting since last, what, 2017? Yeah. Or early 2018, we've been waiting for it, and it uh, it finally comes out. But I'm glad it's coming out. So that is a must-watch for me. And it also means that Deadly Class will either be done or on a break because it's taking Deadly Class's spot. And I believe okay. it will be it will be done by then. So it fills my, uh, my Wednesday schedule because I don't have anything on Wednesday besides Deadly Class. The next show, Chuck, is another show, March 27th. I'm assuming it's probably going to come out at the same time. On FX, it's definitely going to be on my DVR, and that's what we do in the shadows. And it's adapted from the cult hit 2014 movie of the same name from Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. And this highly anti- and sorry, this highly anticipated new horror mockumentary finds a film crew following the everyday lives of a group of four zombies who share a home. In this case, in New York, Staten Island, rather than films New Zealand. There's an all-new cast, so you won't see Clement and Waititi in this series but the former is credited as the show's creator and both of the producers are on this series you gonna watch the what we do in the shadows series i don't know i've never seen the movie i know you praised about it it's ridiculous it's like if you and i made a movie about uh, werewolves in camden (laughs) that's all it is it's it's just a fun like if you don't if you take it serious then you're not gonna like people are like oh this is a documentary a new zealand documentary no it's about vampires and like, yeah, it's ridiculously yeah, it's, amazing. It's essentially the New Zealand Christopher guest. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. So you gonna watch the first episode or wait until I report back? Uh, I'll wait for your report. I'm already gonna tell you I'm gonna love it. Yeah. Right, you're and the last TV show that's premiering that I thought would get, grab our attention um, is a show that we already saw the first episode to because of a Super Bowl release, and that's Hannah, March 29th, coming to Amazon Prime. Amazon's latest original series is adapted from the 2011 film of the same name about a young girl who is raised as an assassin in the woods. The series reunites the stars of The Killing, Marielle Enos and Joel Kinnaman, while newcomer Esme Creed Miles stars in the title role played by Sarcy Ronan in the film. David Farr, who wrote the film's version of Hannah, as well as The Night Manager, returns to write this series. We saw the first episode. Um... Not a lot happened. No. Uh, very slow developing. A lot of it's in, what, Dutch? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it's at, but yeah, it was... It was okay. All right, where are you at with it? Are you going to watch... Are you going to continue to watch the series? Because I love the movie. And yeah, I, th- so I. I thought the first episode was like... It's again, it's kind of like what we talk about with shows and comics. The first episode you has to really grab you. Like Umbrella Academy grabbed the shit out of me. Deadly Class grabbed me. This one did not. Yeah, it really didn't. Like, I, I'll give it a try. I, I will. Um, you know, after two, three episodes, if if it's still slow, then I'll probably, you know, 
get rid of it, but I'll give it a try. This is a summer watch for me when like my shows go away. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I can see that. It's not one of those shows where I'm going to I'm not going to binge this. I'll binge the the wife or the widow that we talked about the first one. I'll I'll binge that because I like Kate Beckinsale. I'm not a huge Joel Kinnaman fan. He really doesn't. Yeah, he's I don't know. He's all right. He he kind of pops up. Every, he kind of seems like he's not a bad actor. No, 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 not at all. He kind of seems like the guy that like they get when they can't get a bigger star. Yeah, they're like, oh, he was in Suicide Squad, and they're like, yeah, he was, and there you go. But like, he's Joel Kinnaman is the the streaming services go get. Like, he's their big get. Alter Carbon, The Killing. Once it went back to Netflix, and then this. You know what I mean? So. He, uh, I mean, he's a big, bigger name. I don't think a lot of people know him outside of like people who stream a lot of television. But I, and he, he I, was RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, for a brief second. I, I'm gonna give it a shot, but like I said, in the summer for sure. This is a summer show for me. So all in all, it looks like we got some good TV in in March. Fair to say, yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of weird television. Not a lot yeah. of comic television we got one comic book show and uh, a lot of like reboots you know what i mean a lot of adaptations like with uh, hannah and what we do in the shadow so we'll see we'll report back probably at the end of the month or our april episode and talk about what we liked what we disliked let's go to movies um and we got march 1st we have one movie that uh kind of gained interest for me because uh we talked about this guy who's making his directorial debut we talked about him on our black history month episode and that is the movie's called the Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, and it's from Netflix. Uh, it's a, a Shawelty Ejiofor movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he's making his de- directorial debut, and uh, I'm very excited for it. Um, I'm going to watch it. Are you any interest in, in watching this? I mean, I'll have to look into it. I, I've never heard of it, so. I feel like this is like a South by Southwest or like film festival movie. Yeah, probably. And, because like he's making his directorial debut, and then this year, or this March, um, um, I was going to call him Luther, but Idris Elba is making his directorial debut with Yardi um, about uh, takes place in Kingston. So we got a, some uh, heavy hitter actors making the directorial debut, which is great. Now, is Chieto Ejiofor, is he starring in a movie too or no? I believe he's in it as well. Okay. So I, I actually like him a lot as an actor. Yeah, he's great. I put him as the doctor. Yeah, you, you did. You like him so much you can't pronounce his name. I can't pronounce any name. That's true. You can barely pronounce your Instagram handle. So I'll, I'll no, let it. I can't. I'll let it slide. Let's go to March eighth. Uh, we have the big movie. Um, yes. Probably the first billion dollar movie of two thousand and nineteen, and that's going to be Captain Marvel. And yeah. th- that's our next episode that we're going to talk about. So listen for an hour long conversation of that next week. But Carol Danvers becomes one of the universes most powerful heroes when earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between the kree and the scroll alien races you're going to see this right uh yeah we're going um on my wife's birthday nice so you're excited for it yeah it, it's kind of like she wants to see it i'm like oh i'll take you for your birthday right kind of like eh, i'm gonna go see it so yeah you sly dog you yeah all right. I mean, I'm 100% on board. Um, I think I'm getting my tickets this weekend. Very excited yeah, for it. Yeah, I'm getting them this weekend, too. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I cannot wait for this. Um, and this, like I said, this movie could be shit. It's all about that end credit scene. 
that's really what I'm like. That's all I'm waiting for in this movie, and I'm gonna get a good story to a hero. I'm not very familiar with. Like I know a little bit about Captain Marvel, but like I'm gonna get to know a lot more. It's a good origin story. It's gonna be nostalgic. We'll talk about it next next episode. I could go into it. The next movie is uh, a movie. Again, this is a movie that I picked because somebody's making their directorial debut. It's somebody that we like. I know neither one of us are probably going to go to the theaters to see this, but it's called The Kid. It's directed by Vincent D'Onofrio. Ooh, I yeah. love Vincent D'Onofrio. And it stars Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, and Vinny D. It's got a good cast. Right? And it's uh, about a story of a young boy who witnesses Billy the Kid's encounter with Sheriff Pat Garrett. Any interest in the Billy Kid Western directed by Vinny D? I don't know. I mean, they were all three of them was in Man- Magnificent Seven. Yeah, I feel like that's where he was like, you know what? I'm going to do one, and you guys can be in it too. And all three of them were phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio was. Whoo! I loved him in that. The three of them were like the main characters. They had more dialogue and more character than Denzel's character. Yeah, and like Denzel wasn't bad in it, and a lot of people don't like that movie and they give it shit. I thought it was a fun little western. Yeah, didn't we see it together? I believe we did. We held hands and had cowboy hats. It was a real Brokeback Mountain moment for us. I don't know about that. Eh, don't, don't lie. Don't hide your feelings. Um, so are you on the fence with this one? Um, It's a theater movie, or is it... You said um, it's not, like, streaming, right? No, it's a theater movie. I'm thinking, uh, like, it's going to get, it like... Out. Yeah, it's going to be, like, a select theater movie. It's one of those, I'll wait like... Till, I'll wait till it comes out. All right, cool. The next one is uh, March 15th, Captive State... Rupert Wyatt and stars Vera Famiga, John Goodman, Machine Gun Kelly, and Madeline Brewer, and is set in Chicago neighborhood nearly a decade after an occupation by an extraterrestrial force. And Captive State explores the lives of on both sides of the conflicts, the collaborators and the descendants, and or dissidents. I'm sorry, and the dissidents. Any interest in this sci-fi Rupert Wyatt movie? The trailer looked really cool, and I love John Goodman. And this is the month of Machine Gun Kelly. Really is. Because he's got another movie coming out at the end of the month. This is like the year of Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, he, um, he's he got the uh, Motley Crue bio coming out. Yeah. He's playing Tommy Lee. I have no interest in seeing any more Machine Gun Kelly movies. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Like, he really didn't demonstrate, like, a ton of prowess in bird box no he just banged that chick and then they stole the car yeah he banged alita battle angel yeah that's all he did but whatever um this movie wasn't this supposed to be like a summer movie i think so like last year yeah i i and think I, so because it was i guess it just it got, i guess it got pushed back it must be like a sony property or something i remember like the first image came out was like john goodman in a suit with like a a face mask on yeah and we're okay. like, what is this? Because yeah, like, we love John Goodman. A... What? We love John Goodman. Oh, yeah, we do. And this is, that was like after he lost all his weight. So we're like, what is this sci-fi? We were like, sci-fi and John Goodman, sign me up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had this on the Galaxy Wars episode guide because I was pumped to see it. Um, I forgot about it until I did the research. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to see it in march there's so many like uh, there's two movies that i'm super pumped for in march and i only plan on seeing two maybe three just because of the pod uh, podcast research and maybe a galaxy wars episode but 
I don't think I'm going to see this until it comes out on DVD. Yeah, I'm probably right with you. So we'll, we'll move on. Let's go to March 22nd, which is actually the movie that I'm most looking forward to. And that is Us, directed by Jordan Peele, yes. starring Elizabeth Moss, Anna Jopp, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Lupita Nyong'o, and Winston Duke. And it sees a family serenity turning into chaos when a group of doppelgangers begin to terrorize them. And that one sentence does not even give you what the story is about. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it looks trippy as shit. And like Jordan, you know Jordan Peele is gonna throw some weird ass kind of like M Night twist in it, or like weird scene kind of like the you know the sunken place and Get Out. I'm so pumped for this movie, and the cast is stellar. That it, it looks scary. It looks just ridiculous. Where are you at with this? I I, I would like to see this. And you're not a horror guy either. No, I like Get Out, and I don't know like. Like, Get Out, they said was horror, but really wasn't. No, to me, Get Out was more of a political thriller. Yeah. Where and I feel us a lot seems like this. Be... I don't think this is going to be, like... And and you you do say, oh, you don't like horror, you don't like horror. But every time you say that I re- rebuttal you with, as long as it has a good story. Yeah, I mean, you could say that about anything. But as a, as somebody who's been your friend for years... You've said I'm not a horror guy. So because I'm not regardless a of, guy. Yeah, regardless of the rebuttal, you've said you're not a horror guy, so I lead with that because it's your words. But like like Halloween. I liked Halloween because it had Which a good story. Could essentially be a slasher movie because Michael Myers is the first slasher. Yes. But as long as like there's a decent story behind it, like it's not just like, hey, I'm gonna start killing and I'm gonna throw some boobs in here and blood and like. So what you're so what you're saying is you're not gonna watch Zombievers. Zombie what? Zombievers. What the hell is that? It's a real movie called Zombievers. I've seen it. Oh, that sounds awful. It's fantastic. I um, thought we talked about this already. Yeah, because I've seen it multiple times. Us yeah. is might take number one over Captain Marvel for me in March. Really? Just be, just because they slowed down I Got Five on it. Yeah, I love that song. I uh, love that Who song. doesn't? It's an American classic. Yeah, it, it's... When, when they're in the... Uh, they're in the car driving down to the beach or whatever and they're singing it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. So that that's, uh, seems like to be a movie that we're both going to gonna go see let's go march 29th is a movie that i have zero interest in but we're gonna do an episode on and that is dumbo directed by tim burton <laughs> starring michael keaton colin farrell eva green danny devito danny devito's daughter and alan arkin it's got a good cast and it sees a young elephant whose oversized ears enable him to fly helps save a struggling circus but when the circus plans a new venture dumbo and his friends discover dark secrets beneath its shiny veneer I know you're going to see this because it's a it's a Disney movie. You're yeah, definitely seeing this, right? Yeah, we're planning to go see it. Yeah, I have no fucking interest in this remake. Um, yeah, it you know Tim Burton. I'm a Tim Burton fan. Uh, Ag's actually a Tim Burton fan. Um, so we're definitely planning to go see this. My mother-in-law wants to go see it. So it's going to be a family thing. Oh wow. Um, yeah. I've- yeah, so it's going to be... Do you, you know, like, 
Will Smith was offered the role of Michael Keaton. To be honest with you, that I still wouldn't see it. He turned it down to do Aladdin. Yeah, he made a bad he made a bad move. Yeah, I after people were bashing it already. Yeah, well, probably. because he, I told you, he looks like Goro from Mortal Kombat is merged with a sperm. <laughs> it's the only way to, I look at him. I'm like, it's Goro sperm. Yeah, I just, I, we'll talk about my feelings on Dumbo in the Dumbo episode. So that's all the movies. It looks like uh, March is going to be a maybe two to three movie month for us. Yeah, that's good. But the Captain Marvel one is is uh, very exciting because it's the ne- it means we're closer to Avengers. Endgame, it means that we're going to finally realize why she's important and, you know, us is going to be great. Dumbo is going to make a shit ton of money. Um, it's good, definitely going to win its week. Let's move on to your favorite part, Chuck. Halfway through the episode and we are on comics. Your favorite. I switched it up this week, though, or this month, because we are going to go just week by week, all three major comic companies, what they're releasing each week. Oh, so you get to Change see what the, the comp- get to see what the competition is for Marvel, DC, and Image. And I figured, you know, we were talking, we, we talked our Dark Horse Umbrella Academy. We're going to do a Hellboy episode. I was like, let's see what Dark uh, Dark Horse has coming out. And it's like Frozen and Stranger Things. And I'm like, nope, not doing it. So let's start with uh, March 6th, the first new comic book day of March 2019. And uh, who do you think? It's a Marvel comic. Who do you think they're starting off with, Chuck? Spider-Man. No, they're starting with the X-Man. And it's oh, Age yeah, of... No. He, because he's back. Uh, Age of X-Man, Prisoner X, number one of five. And it's in the age of the X-Man. When you break the law, you aren't sent to just any prison. You're sent to the Danger Room, a penitentiary filled with the roughest and meanest mutants that don't fit into X-Man's utopia. They each have a reason for being there, and they're all ready to kill each other. But that's about to change because the newest prisoner just arrived, and that prisoner's name is Lucas Bishop. Ooh. Where you at? It's essentially Bishop goes to Arkham. You kind of sold me with that last line. Yeah. I mean, if if I were writing it, and based on that definition and that description of it, you're taking all of the deadly, strong mutants and putting them in prison, and you have Bishop in there. Who's your only hero? Okay, this is, this might be one of the first Marvel comic in months that I pick up. It definitely intrigues the shit out of me. And the cover, you're going to be disappointed. He doesn't have the jerry curl. Ugh. It looks like they might have shaved him when he got to jail. But it, it, it does sound really, really good. So I actually might consider picking this up. Yeah, I'm, I mean... You kind of hurt my feelings a little bit when you said you don't have the Jerry curl. Yeah, you know, I, had, I wanted to prep it. You know, you know, you want to just make sure you don't just go in there full steam and realize, oh wait, it's not '90s Lucas. It's you know 2019 where Jerry curls don't exist anymore. They should. Yeah, I, I know. I know you're a big advocate. Hashtag save the Jerry curl, but I get it. Let's go to number uh, number two from March uh, March sixth. It's another Marvel property, and it's. Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. Number one of six, the Cosmic Ghost Rider is stuck in the past, so he might as well have some fun with the origins of the Marvel Universe, right? 
After going back in time and trying to kill Thanos as a baby, Frank Castle has sworn off trying to alter history. But when he arrives in Earth's past at the birth of the Fantastic Four, how can he resist jumping in on the fun? Where are you at with this? Because it sounds like the most confusing title if you have... Is the Cosmic Ghost Rider the Punisher? That's what it sounds like. Any idea that you want to watch this? Do you want to read this? No, not at all. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on this because I don't know how this Cosmic Ghost Rider became the Cosmic Ghost Rider because I'm sitting there thinking it's, you know, it's Johnny or it's uh, Robbie and it's actually Frank. So, you know, I love Frank, but I'm kind of confused. Yeah, and how's he, like, Frank Castle is the furthest from Cosmic. Yeah. Like, is it like Frank Castle as the Silver Server as the Ghost Rider? I don't know. If they were like, cosmic ghost rider and it's peter quill that would make a little more sense yeah or but i don't know thanos i've never like frank castle all of a sudden become an astronaut that'd be awesome and like you know instead of a marine he was an astronaut I, i don't know it just sounds really weird i'm out you know what that would be a great like kind of marvel elseworlds like what if what if frank castle turned into an astronaut and became the Punisher. That actually would be a pretty good story. Like a, like a one shot. But not yeah. for this one. So I'm out. The next one is Marvel again. Like Marvel released again 30 comics in March. The next one is uh, Domino Hot Shots number one of five. There's a lot of miniseries this month. And it sees Domino and her pals Outlaw and Diamondback are caught between warring nations. And it'll take a whole new crew of international women of mystery to sort it out. Gail Simone's writing it. She's been writing all the Domino stuff. She crushed it with Birds of Prey when she did her run. Where are you at with Domino's Hot Shots? I'm out. Me too. Moving on. The next one is called Meet the Scrolls. Just in time, or yeah, just in time for our uh, our wonderful Captain Marvel movie to come out. They they actually listen to us, Chuck. They're doing a Scrolls comic right before Captain Marvel comes out. That makes Meet- sense, right? Meet the Scrolls, number one of five. The Warners are your typical family. Dad works at Stark. Mom works in the senator's office. Jennifer and Allison are students, or Jennifer and Alice are students at Stanford High School. So it looks like they're in Connecticut. The only thing that makes them different is that they're shape-shifting scrolls and have infiltrated our society to pave way for the scroll invasion. Are you going to read Meet the Scrolls? No. Me too. I'm not. I'm out on this one. The cover is. It's so Pleasantville. That it's I'm sickening. sure it is. That's it's what just, it sounds like. It just yeah. like it sounds like a family comedy drama. It's Leave scroll. It to Beaver. Like, yeah, I, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out too. The next one, I think you. It's it's cool. The cover is pretty cool. It sees uh, this character riding a horse, and that's Star Wars Vader Dark Visions number one of five. The cover is Darth Vader, full helmet, lightsaber, riding a horse with a shield. That's really weird. It's like DC Primal Age with Darth Vader. Right. I would have to read into that because. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little bit about it. He has been many things: a Sith warrior, a commander, a destroyer. Darth Vader is too many. Darth Vader is too many throughout the ga- the Galactic Empire, a symbol of fear and mysterious, otherworldly power. But there are some who have seen the Dark Lord in a different light. There are some corners of the galaxy so dark and desperate that even Vader can be a knight in shining armor. 
Where are you at with Superman, Darth Vader? I don't know. Trying to <laughs> give Darth Vader some redeemable qualities? No. I'm trying to gauge your, uh, uh, that sound that you made. Nah. I'm going to go with you're out on that one. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, he's a villain. He's always yeah. been a villain. Like, even when, you know, the prequels, it was him slowly turning into this villain. Yeah. And, you know, once he got there, there's no redeeming qualities for him. He well, killed dozens of younglings. Yes, he did. But post-Jedi, like right after like the events in Jedi, he looks like he's kind of – he's remorseful for what he did with Luke. Like it looks like they wanted to to leave it where, okay, he's he's savable. He was savable, but it was too late. Yeah, I don't know. I just – But that – I get it. This, this sounds stupid. I want nothing to do with this, but he – it seems like Marvel Comics just wants every villain – to be an anti-hero yeah you know yeah, everybody has had yeah like i want to see like rogue one darth vader just killing everybody in 68 pages of a comic yeah that's what i want to see but i'm out on that one let's go to march 13th so there's no image and no new dc coming out on new number ones coming out on march 6th right so march 13th we have Magnificent Miss Marvel, your favorite, number one. All new ongoing series from Eisner Award winning Saladin Ahmed, but it's not business as usual in Jersey City, Chuck. Aliens are wreaking havoc in Kamala's corner of the world, and they seem weirdly interested in Miss Marvel and her family. You're getting the Miss Marvel, right? I'm completely out on this. All right, and you know, it, this is smart by them introducing a new series of Miss Marvel, we already know that we're going to get Kamala Khan in the MCU. Kevin Feige has already said it. It makes perfect sense that they release it right when Captain Marvel comes out and the hangover after Captain Marvel, when you want more, they go to Miss Marvel to get prepared for it. We're both out. The next one, Age of X-Men, oh, Jesus, Age of X-Men Apocalypse and the Extracts, number one of five. X-Men has created a utopia for mutants a utopia where no one knows love thankfully a hero rises up and leads the rebellion against this way of life and teaches the ways of his family and romance and he goes by the name of en saba noor join apocalypse and his rebel extracts as they strive to teach the world to love again so it's looks like it's set in the 70s okay and apocalypse is fucking Jimi hendrix <laughs> no and and he's it's all psychedelic and apocalypse is spreading peace and love throughout the world that I sounds god awful it goes back to what you said about you know star wars rewriting the vader storyline they're rewriting a character whose name is apocalypse and i get that it's in this far off multiversal universe where x-man has like this utopia no 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 don't make me forget that movie that you did with Oscar Isaac. I know what Apocalypse is supposed to be. Yeah, no, it it sounds really bad. Like, I don't know what Marvel's doing. It seems like they're just trying to throw anything at the wall and see if it sticks, and that's why they're only doing these miniseries. Yeah. They were like, all right, well, you know, last year we did all these comics and we just canceled everything because they had a long run. But you know what? We're going to do miniseries and see if it sticks. No. Yeah. 
Stop. And they were number they were number one last year. It is what it is. All right. Next one seems to be a recurring theme for the past three months. Uh, the Age of Conan, Belly, uh, number one of five from Marvel. The Age of Conan kicks off with one of Conan's most formidable and memorable female compatriots in an all-new story revealing how she became the undisputed queen of the Black Coast. Any interest in um, the Conan stories? No, not at all. Now, it looks like, it, it looks like they're making conan part of like a new avengers team really so he yeah dude he's around to stay he's gonna be with like venom i'll i'll find the um the cover of that and i'm gonna put it put it on instagram and i'll send it to you because uh, i saw it and i was like what the fuck is this so get ready for conan to make his mcu debut no i'm next completely one. out on conan yeah likewise the next one is the first dc comic of march march 13th the Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight, number one, and ripped from the Batman's greatest nightmares, The Grim Knight is in his world. Uh, in wait, The Grim Knight is in his world's most dangerous vigilante, unafraid to use any weapon and go to any length to stop those whom he deems worthy of death. Trained with the finest arsenal Wayne money can buy, learn the secret origin of the second deadliest Batman. Hand selected by the Batman who laughs to bring his dark plans to fruition. This one shot has a big 28 page story. You're getting this, right? Yes, 100%. 300%. I'm getting this because uh, the Batman who laughs is one of my favorite stories right now. Yes. And uh, anything that's attached to that is uh, on board with me. So there's not much to say after that. Next one is the first uh, image comic, and it's called L- Little Bird Number One. Uh, it's what they called me in school, Little Bird. Um, but we go uh, miniseries premiere, and it's from director and screenwriter Darcy Van Pol Geist. Cl- I very have no close idea to who Pol- that is. Yeah, but it's very close to Poltergeist. Yeah. Poel Jest, maybe. Uh, boost a long list of awards and accolades for his. Oh, it's a man. Uh, for his storytelling prowess and brings the same writing finesse to Ian Bertram's breathtaking detailed artwork in the gorgeous hyper-detailed miniseries Little Bird with the small limitless scope as a new east or west or sorry as a new east of west or saga and the drama of surrealism of Akira Little Bird follows a young resistance fighter who battles against an oppressive American empire and searches for her own identity in a world on fire any any did you understand anything I said no, it sounded very confusing. Um, I don't know who the screenwriter is. so Or the artist. <laughs> or the artist. Um, I'm out. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're probably going to be out on all the image stuff. But, like, this one, like, if, it w- if I would have just read, you know, Little Bird Follows a Young Resistance Fighter in a World on Fire. Okay, I get that. But they, they tried to make it, like, real sexy by saying east of west which is one of the huge like a huge comic the saga which is widely successful and akira who may which may or may not be one of like a top 10 animated movie for people uh and they're like oh it's this is the same thing no it's not there are three completely different storylines yeah and if this is an amalgam of that we're gonna get a cool motorcycle and two robots that fuck each other that's what we're going to get. So I'm going to move away from this. Um, I think there's a preview on Previews World, so I might read that. The next one, um, I looked at and I was like, oh, no, they're making a comic after that awful movie. But I misread it, and it's called Assassination, number one. Oh, 
I thought they were making it Assassination Nation, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was about to like throw away all my Image comics, but uh, Did you Assassin... Did movie? Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, Assassin Nation number one, the world's former greatest hitman, hires the 20 best assassins in the world to be his bodyguards. These men are hot... Are, these men... Jesus. These mean as hell hired guns and murderers work together to keep the new crime boss safe while attempting to solve a mystery of who's trying to kill him. With the same laugh-until-you-cry spirit of action comedies like Hot Fuzz, Tropic Thunder, and Deadpool, Assassin Nation is the bomb uh, is the bombastic, side-splitting murder fest you've been waiting for. Any interest in that? No, not at all. I'm a, I'm a big fan of all three of those movies. Hot Fuzz, Tropic Thunder, and Deadpool. Yeah, I they might... are great action comedies i might give the first like it intrigues me like if you're going to compare them it's kind of like the last one let's compare it to all these weird funny things at least these kind of stuck around the same way like the as far as like the trope yeah they you this, might classify them in the same genre yeah i'm going to give the first one a try and i will report back on march 20th and uh we'll see where we go because okay. march 20th we have some spider-man comics chuck Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Marvel can't go without making another new Spider-Man story. And the first one is Spider-Man City at War, number one of six, and is based on the video game. We both had the video game. Are you willing to drop the controller and pick up a comic based on the same game that you're playing? No. So none at all. So you're at one one and a half comics right now. Yeah. It, it, okay, so the next one is Spider-Man Life Story, number one of six. In 1962, The Amazing Spider-Man, number 15, 15-year-old Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider and became The Amazing Spider-Man. 57 years have passed in the real world since that event, so what would have happened in this, if the same event, if the same amount of time has passed for Peter as well? A special high-end limited series that's a part of a celebration of Marvel's 80th anniversary. So it's Old Man Peter. Yeah, pretty much. You interested in that? No, we talked about that last year. They're going to do old man everybody. They're just not putting the old man Peter stamp. But this one doesn't look like it's fast forwarded, though. It looks like we're going to get the the fifty seven years in the limited series. Like we'll get ten years each episode or each each issue. That's kind of cool, then. Yeah, it is cool. Like it's not post apocalyptic. It's just trying like. It's going to go from, like, what, 1963 to current, and you're going to be like, oh, wait, okay, that's what's happening. It's intriguing. Yeah, that sounds a little more interesting than just, eh, we're just going to make a 80-year-old Peter. Yeah. If it's, a, if it's a light load for me on that day, I might pick this one up and give it a shot. It's a one of six. Six isn't that bad, so we're looking at probably, like, 20 to $30. I'll give it a shot. We'll see. And then we have uh, another image, and that's Lazarus Risen, and it's uh, like an $8 price point. And two years have passed since the Carlisle family was betrayed in battle, and the Conclave War encroaches on every side. As a new era dawns, Johanna Carlisle goes on the attack to ensure the survival of her family. Relying on the loyalty and support of Carlisle Lazarus's... Wait, on... Of the Carlisle Lazarus, her sister, forever remaining at her side... And while their united front may be enough to turn the tide, the cracks are beginning to show. I feel like I've missed a storyline. Yeah. With this. It's like, it looks, 
it, it said this was a new series. If this is a new series, how am I supposed to know what happened two years ago? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Unless, like, you, your first three issues better be what happened two years ago. Your prequel. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds weird. The cover looks awesome. It's very, like, I don't know. It's bloody, and it's got, like, a samurai sword. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I read it, and I'm like, oh, no. This isn't it, because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So I'm out on that one. Let's go March 27th. We have, uh, this is the last week in March. This is ending our episode, and we have about five comics. We got Marvel Rising, number one of five, Heroes of the Round Table, with the powers of, Jesus, with the powers of Girl and the powers of Squirrel on their side, Kamala Khan and Doreen Crean are an unbeatable team, but that, but that title is about to be seriously changed because New Jersey has been invaded by a swarm of knights in shining suits, driving cars armed with javelins. Uh-oh, Kamala and Doreen are going to need allies to help protect their home turf, and they know just who to call. Don't miss the return that it's got everyone talking. Any interest in this? No, no. I mean, just because it takes place in New Jersey doesn't mean I. Won't yeah, I didn't watch the series. I, I told myself I was going to watch the series and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's watch it," because you know anything Marvel, I'm going to watch. But I I looked at the animation, and I looked at the like the trope and like the the target audience, and it wasn't 31 year old me. So I yeah. moved on from it, uh, and I'm going to move just like I'm going to move on from that comic and go to another one. Uh, Spider Man Far From Home Prelude Number One of Two does whatever a spider can. Peter Parker has already fought with the Avengers, but now faces his biggest challenge, and that's high school. Having the proportionate strength and agility of a spider doesn't help Peter fit in, but when a piece of alien Chitauri technology falls into the wrong hands, his abilities just may be the only thing standing between York City and Annihilation. Well, that and the expert tutelage of one Tony Stark. That sounds like the entire premise of Homecoming. Yeah. Yes, it does. How is it, how is this a prelude comic to a movie that's coming out when they made the movie before the comic? I don't know. What is Marvel thinking? Like, I love the prelude stuff because, like, it gives you what happened. It's two issues. It's really easy. It gives you what happened between the last movie and this movie. This one is giving you, from the description, all of Homecoming in one issue and maybe the second yeah. issue. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I don't know what I, they're doing lately. I haven't I was, liked any Marvel stuff in the past year yeah it's crazy uh i was really excited when i saw prelude it popped up on my list and i was like oh yeah preludes i'm really happy i can see what happened maybe there's some avengers endgame spoilers that i can kind of sit on and then i read it. i was like no that's homecoming i'm not watching it i'm not reading it i already watched it move on next one isn't a number one but it is a number 1000 and it's huge uh detective comics number 1000 after 80 years, its thousandth issue of Detective Comics, the title that literally defines DC. This 96-page issue is stacked with an unbelievable lineup of talent that will take you on a journey through Batman's past, present, and future, and plus a sensational epilogue that features the first-ever DC Universe appearance of the deadly Arkham Knight. But who is under the mask, and why do they want Batman dead? The incredible future of Batman Adventures begins here, will have decade-appropriate trade dress. You getting this? Yes. Yes, I am. It's $10. It's a iconic piece of comic history. Yeah. I cannot turn this down. 
I'm absolutely getting this. Who do you think's on now? They said there's somebody called the Arkham Knight. Any idea who you think it's going to be? No, I don't. I'm going to go with Alfred. Early, uh, early call right there, Alfred. Really? Yep. I'm going to go with Alfred. You know, there's never, to my knowledge, a storyline where Alfred has wanted to kill Batman. That would be crazy. So it'd be a good twist. And I, I think, like, Peter Tomasi is attached to it. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Tom King. There's a really great, great, I think Scott Snyder's on it. All DC greats are going to be attached to this. So it's definitely a must for me. The next one and the last comic we're going to talk about, Chuck. Dial H for Hero, number one of six from DC and Wonder Comics. Miguel, who is a teen daredevil, becomes the newest wielder of the Hero Dial, a rotary phone-like device that grants the user that, that grants the, sorry that grants the user superpowers for one hour when they dial H E R O. Will he rise as a new hero in the DC universe or crumble under the weight of responsibility? The dial thrusts upon him. Any interest in Dial H for Hero? No, I've see. I've been seeing the uh, preview in the comics that I've been reading, and I have no interest in this. I'm getting it because I like everything that's come out from Wonder Comics currently. Um, the Wonder Twins just came out, and I think it's amazing. Really, Naomi was yeah. Naomi was beautiful and makes me like leaving me wanting more. And Young Justice is actually really, really good. Two issues in, so um, that's a that's a definite for me. And Dial H for Hero is not a new series. I think there was a Dial H for Hero in the New Fifty Two age. I'm curious to see, and I think like with Michael Brian Michael Bendis behind all these new characters, people are going to start to take notice because he, Jessica uh, Jessica Jones was critically acclaimed on Netflix, even though it got canceled. We know the story with Miles Morales is getting Oscar noms. It's getting Golden Globe wins. Um, it seems like Brian Michael Bendis is in the business to make the next generation of superheroes we're going to see 10 years down the line. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on this to, you know, mainly for the collection, collecting purposes of having the number one, but also because I, I've enjoyed, you know, the Jinx World stuff that he did, the Wonder Comics stuff that he did. Uh, he's actually revitalized Superman for me with Action Comics. So I'm going to give that a shot. But that is our March episode. Chuck, you seem unsold on all the comics your wallet is going to be very thankful to you my wallet is going to hate me as it does every month (laughs) Uh, movie wise we're going to see a couple of movies uh episode podcast episode wise we're talking happy we're talking dumbo we're going to talk um captain marvel captain marvel potentially uh american gods we're going to talk a lot of cool stuff and uh, that's coming at you. And we might have some Comic-Con appearance announcements coming up in the near future, which we're both very excited yes. for. Um, so connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and that's Active Geek on – no, let's start. Let us know what you're looking forward to in March at the following outlets. You were on Twitter, Active Geek underscore, Instagram, the Active Geek, Facebook, Active Geek Podcast. You can listen to us on all the uh, podcast directories, support all the Active Geek productions like Galaxy Wars Podcast, Adventures of Binks and the Beards Podcast. Follow Chuck on Instagram at what, Chuck? Chuck underscore the Active Geek. Fantastic in one shot. And you can follow our resident cosplay, AG, at... AG Cosplay. And then uh, you can look forward to great new episodes every Wednesday from me and Chuck. Great new episodes from the Active Geek family um, at least twice a week. And uh, we'll be back next week with our captain marvel episode as we alluded earlier and for the active geek podcast i'm jim i'm chuck and we are out